Very warm greetings to all in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now we continue in learning this topic on lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Before we go further, let us turn to God in prayer. Let us all pray. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for journey mercies to thy house. We come once again, Lord, seeking the fresh cleaning and cleansing of all our sins. That this night of gathering, Lord, we receive your blessings. Show us our sins, O Lord, that even as we pray, we would confess in our hearts. And Lord, may you be pleased now to grant to us understanding of your word. And Lord, we pray that we will search our own hearts. Lord, not just to understand and receive knowledge, but Lord, to truly ask ourselves, are we lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God? Lord, thou hast said that these are perilous days and these are the perilous sins that would plague the church. So, Father, teach us that we may live lives that are truly honouring you more than honouring men. We ask and pray for all this and pray for, grand, pray for attentiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so last week. Now, last week we spoke about what it means. This word, lovers of pleasure, means, well, where we get the English word, hedonism. All right, hedonism. It is basically the pursuit of pleasure. It's a philosophy that pleasure and happiness is a beneficial outcome of actions. So, lovers of pleasure, hedonism means you seek pleasure, all right, for to be the result of your actions. That is what it means, all right? And that the pleasure, in other words, the satisfaction of desires, is the highest good and proper aim of life. So, hedonism, by definition, say the aim of life if your aim of life is to seek pleasure, there is nothing wrong with it, all right? Now, it's important to remember all this because we are going to study some deceptive um, concepts in Christianity today. Now, so that is lovers of pleasure. Now, I do not want us to misunderstand this verse as well. So we must have the correct biblical understanding. We cannot go to extremes, all right? Now, there are the opposite understanding or rather an extreme understanding of we must not be lovers of pleasure um, to the point it goes to asceticism. You know asceticism? Oops. All right. Asceticism. Asceticism. Now, asceticism basically is you cannot have any pleasure, any luxuries in life. You must live as simply as, as, as possible. Right? You cannot satisfy any of your physical um, comfort. Then it is an extreme. So asceticism um, is, or rather I would say, this passage is not teaching asceticism. Because sometimes Christians can go to the extreme and think, well, not lovers of pleasure means we cannot have any any, uh, we cannot possess anything nice. We cannot enjoy anything nice. Like you can only eat uh, maybe just rice with water, right? You cannot have any um, pleasure from anything. So this is not saying that we um, are to live Spartan lives. You know, like the Spartan, Spartan lives. Um, our condition of living must be Spartan. Means uh, 
We cannot have any carpets of, or towels, right? Must be cement, bare cement. Uh, we must sleep on the floor. Now, there is, in fact, I would say the very first church that I came from, um, it bordered on that. I don't know whether it is that, actually. So, um, the pastor will not sleep on bed, right? You say, uh, it's, not, it's not good. Christians should not enjoy this thing. So, he will sleep on the floor. When he goes on mission trips and people sleep on the bed and he will sleep on the floor, right? Now, the Bible is not saying that we cannot have beds, right? The Bible talks about beds, the, the um, record of people sleeping on beds. God did not condemn it. So we cannot go to that extreme. And I had a Christian friend at work. Now, he talked about, well, um, they use cupboards, cupboard boxes as dinner tables at home and they sit on the floor, right? So some people have this idea that you cannot have these things. Air conditioning is, is a luxury. We should not have these things. So please don't think that when God says we cannot be lovers of pleasure, means, means we must live the ascetic life, right? So Christianity went to a, um, had to fight all this kind of erroneous thinking as well. Now, the thing is this. So one end is ascetism, the other end is hedonism. Hedonism, right? The other, end, the other extreme is hedonism. Now, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. This proper understanding, all right? This zone here the proper understanding must be there for the Christian. Now, pleasures. Is it wrong for us to enjoy pleasure? All right, that's the title tonight, actually. Is it wrong to enjoy pleasure? Now, the fact is this. God built, God created us and God built into us the ability to sense pleasure, the ability to um, feel pleasure, all right? Appreciate things. God built that into men. We can appreciate things to the point where we find pleasure, all right? We can eat something and find pleasure. So God made, the, made um, man in the Garden of Eden, and He did not make it a Spartan environment, right? He created it to be beautiful, very comfortable, in fact, the best weather possible, all right? And the Bible describes how the weather was, no rain, right? Just mist. It's just perfect temperature all around. So men enjoyed that. And oh, the food, all right? The fruits. Remember when the people carried the fruits back from the promised land? I can't imagine how it was in the Garden of Eden when bunches of grapes are like, I don't know, coconut. What well, grape is like a coconut, I think. Just cannot imagine how things will be like. Sometimes this day, when I eat a very nice, um, um, a fruit, a berry, or something, something like that, in his best state, it's like, wow, it's so amazing, right? Well, there's pleasure. Should I say, speed it up? Oh, I cannot enjoy any pleasure. It's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. God, please, please forgive me for enjoying that, that sweet fruit, and that tasted so good. God built in men all these taste buds, these senses, sensory organs to, to see these things, appreciate these things, sense these things. So is it wrong for me to enjoy pleasure? Asceticism say, wrong, totally wrong. Well, hedonism say, go for it all the way. That is what you should live for anyway, all right? Now, so what is correct? What is correct? Now, the fact that God built all this into men to be able to appreciate and therefore have pleasure means that God intended men to, to have pleasure, to have pleasure. But yet he says we should not be lovers of pleasure. 
but you gave me the ability to sense pleasure, God. Now, how do we understand all these things? Last week we saw, right, maybe I'll draw a new, a new diagram to, I'm just thinking of how best to help you have a picture in your mind and once and for all, live rightly. So we have asceticism, right? Asceticism, right? Asceticism, all right? And then we have hedonism, all right? We have this. Now, last week we saw that God gives us all things richly to enjoy. He gives us in abundance and for us to enjoy, all right? So we saw last week. And what is this enjoyment? Immediately, the next verse tells us that the enjoyment is that Christian now knows that I am able to help other people with the gifts that God richly gives to me. The joy of a Christian, the, the Bible says, it is more blessed to give than to receive, right? So sometimes God gives us things um, for others. God gives us pleasures, pleasures that, that can be used to benefit others. I have the pleasure of being able to help others. And these things, when I receive them, there is pleasure in them as well, okay? Now, we'll come to that after, all right? Now, but also, God also says that, well, at His right hand is pleasure evermore, and God promised to bless the Christian if it is His will. God does give us things, and I mentioned just now, there, there are pleasures that God put in us, and we can taste, we can see, we can appreciate, we can feel. So there are pleasures that God gives that we sense, we feel, all right? Now, how to understand lovers of, we should not be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now, when we receive these things, when God gives us something, we should be thankful. We should appreciate, right? So God always talks about that. The children of Israel in the Old Testament, that was their problem. They receive things instead of being thankful, they abuse it, and all they do is they, they just think it is from themselves. No thanks to God at all. So now that is it. So now I say, I, I think like that, all right? So God, wow, you gave me things that I can help others. I enjoy it. But God, there are some things that are, well, not for others to enjoy. You just give it to me in my life. Well, for example, maybe we talk about, um, now it's very hot today. So I was thinking about air conditioning, all right? So, well, there are some Christians who may think it's wrong. Christians should not have air conditioning. There is... This luxury that is to please your flesh, right? So as air conditioning, I remember one year my air conditioning broke. Um, you know about that. And it was the hottest day and night and it broke on that day. It was very, very difficult to live. So every time I sense the air conditioning coming on me at home, I'm thankful. I appreciate it more, all right? Now, now does it end there? God says this is not for you to love. Well, the hedonist, maybe I'll come to that after. Now, why am I thankful? Why am I thankful? Why am I appreciative? Well, let's talk about here. I am thankful that, well, I have more than others. And God, I appreciate that I'm not going through this difficulty in life. Full stop? No. These pleasures that God gives to us is not a full stop. There's always a purpose of the pleasure that God gives to us. I am thankful that I am able to help another brother. All right? Now, what about things that are for yourself, purely yourself? Air conditioning, all right? 
Now, I am thankful that... Why? I'm thankful that I can just sit at home and enjoy myself. Um, no, I'm thankful that I am able to now be able to concentrate and do my work for God. All right? I'm able to concentrate um, to do things that are needed to be done in life. So I am thankful for that. So the thankfulness doesn't stop there. The thankfulness is always to realize that God gives me these things, pleasurable things, not just to end here, that I may be able to, well, chief end of men, glorify Him, well, better, worship Him, better, um, um, love Him, better, serve Him, better. All right? It's always like that. I'm thankful because now I can, you can plug in those things, glorify, worship, love, serve Him, better. All right? Or, or serve Him or serve others. So that is the meaning of a Christian who is not a lover of pleasure. He can sense this pleasure. Understand this. He can sense it. He can even feel the enjoyment of it. But the enjoyment and that sensing is always channeled, all right? Always clear in the back of his mind, it's not for myself and that is all there is. Now, that is the hedonist, all right? The hedonist is thankful, well, thankful to their lucky stars. He appreciates, maybe not thankful, but definitely appreciates and loves it, and loves it. Now, that is the difference. The Christian does not love this thing. The Christian loves God. The, oh, sorry, I don't need to put this here. The Christian loves God. That is what he loves, not these things. He will enjoy it. He can have a sense of appreciation of it. He can even enjoy it. And I'll come to that. But it's always, always to know that this is something that is useful for God. Now, I give you some example. Now, so now that you understand that, for example, now, I just want to make sure, huh? so this, this is out. Please do not say that BPCWA say we should not be lovers, we should, be, we should not be lovers of pleasure, lovers of God means we cannot have any nice things in life. The Christian cannot possess any of these things and cannot have any any um, pleasure at all, all right? Please understand that. God does give us pleasure, but the pleasure is always with a clear understanding for something that is related to God. Now, I give you an example. Um, a bed, a bed. Just now I used the air conditioning example, a bed. Recently, I bought a good bed, all right? Um, after, I don't know, 20 years of not changing my bed, and I realized it was the reason, one of the reasons why I wake up unable to get out of bed, all right? So now, when I slept on the first time on the new bed that I bought, I remember rolling around in it, luxury, luxury, <laughs> making myself feel so comfortable. I just keep smiling and I never knew a bed feels like that, all right? Oh, oh, this is really nice. Now then, I began to think in my heart, am I becoming a lover of pleasure, all right? Now then, when we begin to think, now this bed, now it's going to help me sleep better. Do I not feel the pleasure? Do I not sense the oh, huge difference? I do, I do. So, so we get pleasure. Now that pleasure, now I realize that now this thing will help me tomorrow morning. I'll be much more awake through the day, to clearer mind to do God's work. 
I can get more things done in a day for the Lord, prepare messages um, with greater depth and all that. So, do we sense the pleasure? Yes. But it doesn't end there. Now, the, the, or maybe I'll give you another example, all right? Now, the example of the air conditioning. If we are lovers of pleasure, it means hedonists. I have an air conditioning. Whoa. What am I going to do? Well, the, the person who is in this zone will say, I must make good use of it to study and do my homework well so that tonight I can go for prayer meeting and not worry about things. Uh, the weekend, I can spend the day for the Lord. I don't have to uh, worry about that. I will use this air conditioning to do as much as I can, right? Now, but the hardness, it ends here. Because it ends here. This is a block, right? There's no purpose. It ends here. means, wow, great. Now I've installed the aircon. Now I can watch movies in pleasure. Now I can sleep in pleasure. That is all. That is all. Now I can invite friends over and they will want to come to my house because it's not so hot as it used to be. And that's it. Nothing else. Both sense the pleasure, both feel the, the, the enjoyment of the thing, but both enjoy it for different reasons. One enjoy it for the reason that he can do this better. That's why it's now such a, such a good thing. I really appreciate this. Now, actually, at this point, we will begin to understand when God says, in perilous times, many Christians will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Why do I say that? Now, if how many of us say we plan a trip down to Margaret River, all right, or a holiday somewhere? How many of us are like that? Are like that, all right? Yay, I can have a holiday now. I can take a break from my work um, and from the regular duties of life and now have undivided time, all right, to be able to sleep early. I don't have to stay up late and, you know, do all the things I need to do for, for whatever it is, the necessities of life or for work. I can sleep early because I want to wake up early and be able to do a very long, quiet time, right, before we go out for sightseeing. I want to be able to pray for a good long time and spend the time in the presence of God, right, my quiet time, in other words. I look forward to holidays because I can do that, not like the normal weekdays when I'm working or when, when we're not on holidays um, as a mom. So many things to take care of. Now I can have that pleasure, that luxury. See, the luxury is not to luxuriate in the, 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 the nice room or whatever, or the nice food or whatever. It's the luxury in the spiritual things. Now I can, I can do a lot of these things. But if we are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, then quiet time, family worship, the Lord's day, all these are a burden during holidays. Uh, can we don't do quiet time? We're on holiday, right? It's for us to have pleasure, right? You see, the pleasure, the pleasure is not to be able to achieve these things. The pleasure just here, back to self, all right? Hits a wall and come back to self, that's all. That is why if we find that doing our quiet time, having family worship, do you have family worship during holidays no you know it's holidays it's break from family worship it's like a break 
from these things rather than the, the pleasures that God gives to us to be used, to be able to do these things that we usually cannot do. Then I find the pleasure. So now do you agree that when God says in the last days, well, since, since those days, perilous times, that Christians will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. It is very true. All right? Don't look at those that, well, they, they spend money on, on um, luxury goods and, and, and waste money and all that kind of thing. Don't look at them and say, these Christians are the one. It simply means this. We have things and we find it pleasurable and the pleasure is just for ourselves. That's why you find these things unpleasurable, right? Unpleasurable. So when we are honest, we say, yeah, true. I think this lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God's spirit is in me. Now, why does God then warn us, warn us not to be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God? When we can feel pleasure, we can sense pleasure, and God does mean for us to have pleasure. Now, um, Sunday was a very long, difficult day, right? Because of several things besides uh, many, many preaching engagement. There were several things that um, were, were difficult to handle as well and uh, to handle them. It was quite a stressful day, all right? Then at the end of the day, I know that uh, my day begins, my second part of my day begins at night because I have to sit down and create the F, uh, DHW um, questions and answers to to give to the facilitator. So it was a very long day, very, and I know that at the end of, at five o'clock, my second part is going to begin till past midnight. So I told Sharon, I, I really need a break, right? I need to rejuvenate myself. So we went to buy a chicken burger, all right? Uh, crispy chicken burger, which I love, right? Um, I'm not saying it's healthy, but I love. But I was breaking out in rashes, right? I was breaking out in rashes because I think it's stress-related. It was really bad. It was so bad. Um, even when I was driving, I said, I need to go for a car drive and just relax. Even when I was driving, I was itching all over. Then I came home. Then I sat down, I was smiling a lot at the burger and I ate. But I didn't realize one thing. You know, I was really enjoying the pleasure. It was really pleasurable to me. And I know that I had one hour break, that's all. Pleasurable. So God intended us to have pleasure. And I didn't realize that during the time, I didn't, I didn't rash at all. <laughs> I was calm. There was no rashes. It went away. It stopped. Then I realized that, yeah, it's probably, to a big extent, biological, stress-related. Um, it's not good. Um, and, and then I realized God does give us pleasure because those pleasure does have biologi biological help for us to do this, to serve Him better, to serve Him better. Why is it, I mentioned many times, Christ told the disciples when they came back, they were so excited, they kept telling Him about how they shared the gospel and this happened and that happened, and they wanted to go again, and Christ said, please stop, stop. come, come aside and rest. Because they would become more effective with the limited human, human abilities that rest would make them even more effective, all right? Or I can, well, just simply, then I began to realize all these applications are very real. Now, God says, be lovers of pleasure, don't be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now I come to the next point that we have to begin to understand. Now, take, for example, holidays. For unbelievers, 
the attitude is simply like that. It is typically like that, I would say. You know, I've got to work the whole year. We will slog, we will work very hard, and I just keep thinking of the time when I will go for that break, for that holiday, right? In other words, majority of our life, we, find, we are looking forward to a certain pleasure. And majority of our working life, this is not pleasure. Working life is not pleasure. How many of you think working life is pleasure, right? Looking after the home and the family, you know, not a pleasure, all right? Hard work. The pleasure is when I can have my holiday. That is the pleasure. Now, why does God say, don't be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of don't be lovers of pleasure. Let me try and do this. Don't be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Why? When we are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, now this, this, this part here, this green part, is a duty. It's a chore. It's something I must bear. Ah, you know, come here for a holiday. Then pastor cannot call me. Then pastor should understand that I won't be doing this and that. Right? And my boss also cannot call me, right? It's Australian culture, right? They respect my holiday time. So, now this part is your pleasure, but everything else, this part, the work part, the work part is a chore. Church is a chore. Can't wait till my, my holiday break, right? I will apply for my away uh, on my calendar, church calendar, as early as possible. And I look forward to that. Then the whole time until then, church is a chore. Coming to church is a chore. Um, doing your quiet time is a chore. Um, uh, um, and so on and so on. Family worship is a chore. Fam ah, no more family worship during holidays, right, children? And all that, all right? But... That is when we become lovers of pleasures, when we are not careful, when we, God does give us pleasure. God does give us breaks, all right? God does give us good food to enjoy. But then it becomes, I look forward to that thing and everything else that I need to do for God is a chore. That is what will happen. You will now want more. You will want more holidays simply for the sake of holidays. You look forward to holidays because of the pleasure of self. You don't look forward to holidays for the pleasure. This is your pleasure. It's, this is not your pleasure. You don't look forward to holidays to, to use these things to find this pleasure. That is what happened. So God says, don't, Christians, don't be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. I will give you pleasures. But when you begin to love this pleasure... When you love the pleasure, that is the problem. You'll be thankful for the... Uh, maybe I should use another color, right? You'll be thankful... You'll be thankful for the, for the pleasure. You appreciate the pleasure, but don't love it. You love these things. When you love the pleasure, you will only seek that pleasure... Will you continue in your Christian walk? Yes. Will you, do, will you want to glorify God? Yes. Will you worship God? Yes. Will you love, love God? Yeah, you try. Will you um, serve Him? Yes, you try. Will you do your quiet time? Yes, you try. Everything is, yes, I'll try. I, but it's very burdensome. Once the Christian love pleasure that God gives, rightly gives, 
to help us to love Him, the opposite will happen. Everything that God gives us, we love that thing. And when we have to use the thing that God gives us to glorify Him, to worship Him, to love Him, to serve Him, it is a problem. It's a burden. It's a burden. We have senses. God wants us to be able to appreciate, to see beauty, to appreciate beauty. All right? That is what God gives to men. Why? That we may, in our thoughts, glorify Him. Understand that. So, whether it's on holiday, whatever it is, when, when you go on holiday, what are you trying to see? I always encourage fathers, plan your holidays. Plan to see things that you can talk to your children, your family about the glory of God. Don't just go and, well, what is very good? Go and see temples and all that. If you want to bring them to see temples and tell them, this is, this is evil, wicked. They are nothing but work of men's hands. They're different. But just, just nothing. Just, well, everybody go temple, we go temple. Everybody do, you just do everything. Now, when God gives you this pleasure of holidays, plan. Let's go to the zoo. Let's go to a certain show because I read up about the show. I want them to know because they have senses and they can enjoy. Children enjoy things. Know that. So we can say, child, don't be lovers of pleasure, right? Don't enjoy it. Why are you laughing? Cannot laugh, right? No, they enjoy. They know. But you must begin to teach them to enjoy. Enjoy what? Enjoy when they see that. They enjoy, wow, the birds can do this. Wow, the birds can see so far. Wow. Wow, they're all created by God. Can you see the glory of God? Now, that is what it means. It's, worse, it's terrible when we say children, when we're on holidays, we don't do family worship, all right? It's a break. Then you're really lovers of pleasure. That's all. Well, we don't live stream, LS, all right? Live stream. Don't live stream. It's holiday. No need to study God's word, all right? Let's take a break. Now, so I come back again. Are we lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God? When we really begin to understand this, yes, we begin to realize, I think we are, we are. We are in that sense. Okay, so I hope that you understand. We are not saying, we are not teaching asceticism. You will enjoy things. God intends for you to enjoy it, all right? You eat something and you say, wow, this is so good. Just, you know, the, the, the provision of God to mankind and even unbelievers, the wicked people that eat the same food as us, all the goodness of God to them. When you enjoy pleasure, don't just end there, all right? You will enjoy, you can enjoy, you, you should enjoy, but it must not stop there. That is what it means. Once it stops there, you will seek pleasure more than you seek God. All right, so I hope that we all understand this. Now, There is something else that is, that, so we talk about hedonism, all right? Now, there is something else that has plagued Christendom, all right? Something that is called, and I spoke at this at our church camp before, all right? Christian hedonism. That is very deceptive, all right? Christian hedonism. It's written by John Piper, a philosophy by John Piper, teaching the Christian that, in fact, the title of one of his articles, which I will share, is, We Want You, We Want You to Be a Christian Hedonist. Now, what is it about? 
It is a bit long to finish that tonight, but I hope tonight we clarify this very clearly. You know how to apply it in your life. If, if, if you examine your own life and you realize actually it's true, you know, I enjoy the things God gives to me. I can enjoy it, but I've been enjoying it for myself and that's it. And that's why I don't have pleasure in the things of God. I just go through it as duty, as burden, and I'm always just looking forward to the holiday, looking forward to that break, looking forward to buy that thing, looking forward to that, and, and that is all. Then I am a lover of pleasure more than lover of God. I think next week we'll come back and spend um, one session on Christian hedonism because we have to be very careful because God says in the last days it will be like that and people will push this into the church. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we bow before you, acknowledging, O oh God, that if we examine our own lives, we are indeed lovers of pleasure more than lovers of you. That is why we find many things um, to glorify you, to worship you, to love you, to serve you as a, a mere duty, a burden. But we enjoy the pleasures that you give us and we seek more of that rather than you. Lord, meet with us in the place of prayer. We plead with you, like church, like kingdom's work. Lord, cannot progress without you. We pray for, and that we pray, as we pray for each other, Lord, may you hear our cries that each one of us may be strengthened to walk the life that are always lovers of you. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.